Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 36 in Be With Me. This is a seven-minute podcast meant to listen. And if you can, pop open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to call today Embracing Catastrophe. That is loving catastrophe, specifically the catastrophes and the overthrowings of the Old Testament, which sounds crazy, but the idea is we need to have an appreciation for it, first an understanding, but then an appreciation. And it's kind of the stuff you don't like in the Bible, the stuff you may not understand. Uh, And uh, this is a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and, and Paul is explaining that first of all, Christ is in the Old Testament, which was kind of the big point from yesterday. And today we're going to emphasize that these catastrophes, these overthrowings, these disciplines of the Lord were for two reasons. Number one was for the discipline of, of the people in real time for back then. But the second one is they were written down as examples for us so that we don't do the same things and love evil. So here it is. Uh, I'm going to start with 10.5. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased. This is talking about Old Testament people. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. They had catastrophes. Now, these things took place as examples for us that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. That's from Exodus. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of the dead. And 23,000 of them fell in a single day. That's from Numbers 25. We must not put Christ, Christ in the Old Testament here, to the test, as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents. That's from Numbers 21. Nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. That's from Numbers 14. Now, these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. So what Paul is doing is recounting these catastrophes, and we might respond just superficially and say, hey, I don't like the God of the Old Testament. Well, I think one of the big points is he likes you, and he has written a long history with a lot of bad examples and a lot of blood and guts for your benefit, that these things took place as an example for us. So if we say, hey, I don't like that 23,000 people got what they deserved instantly in Numbers chapter 25 when they were whoring and sacrificing to fake gods and were invited to eat and bow down and they said yes. Well, the reason for the the catastrophe is so that you wouldn't do the same thing. Or, hey, I don't like that fiery serpents were sent among the people when they grumbled against God and Moses. And here we find out Christ. When they put Christ to the test, when they put God to the test, I don't like that there was fiery serpents. Why did that have to happen? Well, it had to happen for them and it had to happen for you. So what are the examples for us? He says, I don't want you guys in present tense, you Corinthians, to desire evil like they did. That is, let your appetites go out of control. Uh, Just before this passage, Paul says in uh, 9.27, But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. So he doesn't want to be uh, disqualified. So he is practicing self-control, self-command. 
which is what these people in the Old Testament do not do. So he's trying to use himself as a good example and sober himself with these readings of the Old Testament. Why should you read the Old Testament? Because it has so much to say about uh, uh, today. So idolatry, which is putting God where he deserves, and they're not putting God where he deserves. Specifically, it's giving an allegiance, a worship, an appreciation that we are, is due to the Lord, giving it to another. So he says, don't do that. Don't idolatry. And don't test. Don't test Christ here, as you find, you find in the Old Testament, which is, hey, I know this is wrong, but I'm going to try to push the line a little bit, and I'll probably get away with it like I got away with it yesterday. That's testing Christ. Then he just flat out says sexual immorality. Now, obviously, sex is a powerful, profound, pleasurable, something that he has built to enjoy and, and to protect. So he gives this place uh, to let its free expression uh, uh, blossom, which is in marriage and with a spouse. Uh, then he says, don't grumble, which is this attitude of, uh, this is the story is told when Joshua and Caleb come back from the promised land. They said, this is a fantastic, uh, land flowing with milk and, and honey. And then people said, no, no, it's, it, uh, it can't be like that. You guys are out of your mind. Uh, and they end up tearing their clothes and they say, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. And they get people that grumble against their uh, eyewitness uh, accounts. So the purpose of these catastrophes is not that we would gloat, but that we would we would humble ourselves and agree with the Lord. All right, so big points from today. Again, Christ is in the Old Testament. Fantastic and, and fascinating. Uh, the 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 bristling that we may get, which is, hey, I don't like the events of the Old Testament, but here's the thing. They are for us. The more you don't like them, the more they're probably for for uh, for you. And the reason is, is to keep your heart, my heart, from desiring evil. They're examples. They're, they're warning signs. So what do you do when you don't like something in the Bible? So likely one of you is wrong. Either God is wrong or you are wrong. So let's think about that. Uh, either God is wrong in his action or his character or in his sovereignty or his revelation of himself, or you are wrong in your understanding of it or your application of it or your appreciation for it. So I got news for you. One of you is wrong and it's probably not not God. So let's, I, I don't mean to, say it cavalierly. I just mean, let, let's consider it because that's the point of the passage is let's take the things of the Old Testament, the catastrophes of the Old Testament and consider them because either God's wrong and I uh, my, my perception of him is wrong or I'm wrong in my perception of the sovereignty that he has done. So let's embrace these catastrophes of the Old Testament. Let's love the catastrophes, if you will, appreciate it, because God has put it there for our benefit. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.